Welcome to Anchored with Mike Robinson. As you listen today, you will discover what it means to have Jesus Christ as the anchor of your soul. Let's discover Him and find purpose today. Today with Mike Robinson, and today I have a special guest with me. It's my daughter, Anna. Uh, it's good to have you with us today, Anna. Thank you for having me. It's an honor uh, as always. I just love having you with me. Uh, my daughter is a teenager, and we're going to talk about revival today. It's something that's near and dear to our hearts. Um, I'm so glad that that uh, my children are wanting revival in this generation. I believe with my whole heart that one reason we do Anchored is to not just... Um, you know, help one generation, but to, to maintain, um, a move of God in the generations. It's one reason we do firebrand every year. Um, and it's, this is something that we've been discussing at home. Um, noticed Anna has been going through a, uh, spiritual metamorphosis, so to speak. And, uh, and I know Anna, you're stirred for revival yeah. in your generation right now. You want to mm-hmm. share a little bit about that? Yeah. So I really feel like at least what I've seen is w- there is a certain section there there is sections, okay, within denominations within Christianity, right? But there's also like multiple types of Christians. So you could say it's a stereotype, but I recently saw an interview where someone just went in a mall and they asked Gen Z and millennials what they thought about Christianity. And the responses were absolutely shocking. It was a lot of people who believed that just anybody goes to heaven. If they, there was a lot of them who did know of Christianity, but they saw it in a way that it had nothing to do with the gospel. Like it's so detached from the gospel and it's so, I can live however I want and God is just a genie or God is just this thing that brings me happiness and it works for me. And I think we really need, and I've really seen, there's a, there's a small movement that's growing into, a, I hope and I pray, a big movement that will be revival of our generation and Generation Alpha, genera- the millennials. It's growing to be, we're done settling for this fraud of what christianity Mm -hmm. is so that's kind of what i'm seeing happening and i'm really excited about it to see it truly become revival and change well yeah and i i mean i i think what what we're seeing a glimmer of is something we've been praying for because Mm -hmm. we understand even if you look at in america just our our elections and you know, it's not about which political party, but if you look at the what is being voted on as far as abortion and mm-hmm. and traditional biblical marriage and the uh, the um, you know the human rights, everything you you see that we have a generation that doesn't vote uh, biblical morals anymore. Right. They're more concerned about other things, which is happiness without God. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to create this euphoria, this happiness without mm-hmm. God. But they're finding what every generation has found that you can't have, you can't have contentment without God. Right. You know, um, and and he's not he's not a genie. He's not, mm-hmm. um, you know, Santa Claus. He's, uh, you know, he's in the person of Christ. He is God. He is both. 
He is Lord and Savior. And we understand, I mean, you and I understand, and we pray that it's catching that there's many, uh, there's many people that see that without, without God, it's, it's, it's hopeless. We have to have revival Mm -hmm. and we're not trying to, uh, scare anyone, but in, it's a reality that we need, we need revival in this generation. And I believe that, um, you know, without it, um, it's just going to continue to just spiral out of control. Mm -hmm. And so it it should drive us to our knees. And uh, when I, uh, you know, you talked to me about pursuing revival and, um, in Psalm 85 and six, and it's, there's, there's, there's tons of revival scriptures. Um, but Psalm 85 and six, it says, won't you revive us again? So your people can rejoice in you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're talking about that. We're, we're not just, uh, not just going uh, through the motions, yeah. but with a fraud or a fake, but we're really have a walk with the Lord. And I shared this when I was preaching on Sunday someplace that, you know, I, 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 I've been delivered of just working for Jesus. I want to walk with Jesus. Mm-hmm. I want everything to flow out of that relationship and how easy it is. And I've been in ministry over three decades, how easy it's been at times to get going through doing ministry and going through the mechanics of being even Christianity and, you know, having our prayer time and checking off our list and, and, and doing our daily devotional and all these things, but be void of the real presence of God. Mm. And it's the presence of God that has to separate us. You know, when I've studied Charles Finney and, you know, from the great awakening and you, you look at Duncan Campbell and, you look at Leonard Ravenhill, and these are some of my heroes in the faith. And mm-hmm. I know that I've passed this on to you all. You've heard me quote these men yeah. many times. And, um, you know, Ruth Heflin and, and these different different ones and um, people that have been influences on our life. You know, when, when you hear them talk about revival and, and, you know, you were too young. But, you know, when we were at the Brownsville revival, we were, we were blessed to be able to go to the Brownsville revival and visit there several times and be at their pastor's conference. And we were in Toronto at the Toronto outpouring in Canada. And it was because your mom and I were hungry for revival. Mm-hmm. And we, we were thankful. We prayed that you and our, you know, Tabitha and our children and grandchildren would have that same DNA. And you do yeah. that you're, you're hungry for revival. So I don't want to talk just I don't want you to grow up just hearing about what we saw and, right. you know, and, and times that we've seen moves in our church, but we really need a real outpouring of his spirit now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I feel like it's some, I don't know if this is theologically accurate necessarily, but I feel like being moved to that place of almost desperation is healthy in a way. Like it is, it, it brings you, it, it's humbling, but it's also like, it brings you the most freedom mm-hmm. that you'll ever have. So yeah. it's it's really it's really cool. It causes you, you know, the Bible says deep calls out unto deep. Mm. And the, it call you call out of the depth of you for revival. You you it 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 becomes this um this place where it's like um you it's it's like all or nothing. Mm. You 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 begin to uh, just give everything to see God move because you know we can't make it happen. We can't yeah. do it. You know, Charles Finney, I believe, was said to pursue revival is really a rebuke on ourselves at the church because we're saying we're cold and we're backslidden 
compared to the book of Acts. We're cold and we're backslidden compared to our former days. Mm. You know, um, you know, there's been a lot going on and our, our dear friend Keith Collins, you know, he just yeah. wrote the book on first love fire. Mm. Um, we, there's a lot of messages going on. I've preached myself in the last two years that we need to return to our first mm. love and that fire. And it's almost, I can sense God is trying to prepare his people for something. But mm-hmm. on another hand, I feel like Noah so many times that people are not listening, mm-hmm. but it's time that we really need to, to have revival. And so revival starts in the church with a fresh conviction of sin, mm-hmm. a fresh hunger for God, for his presence, that it's his presence or nothing else will do. And that's mm-hmm. kind of where I've seen you and where we're at right now is we're just even at home, I can see that in our prayer times, your mom and, mm-hmm. and, and you and myself, we're, we're all in this place where we got worship music going on, mm-hmm. where we're each in our prayer time praying and, and, and seeking God. And there's a, there's a hunger for more. Yeah. And we're admitting that we need the presence of God, mm-hmm. that we need his empowerment to mm-hmm. do something. And um, so I know that's kind of the track you've been on. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really interesting that you say going back to your first love because I feel like recently I've thought, well, I really have that down. Like we've been talking about this lately, you know, and you've even um, had a message to the church that about going back to your first love. And the other day I was talking to God and he just reminded me like, you need to, you need to come back again. Like Mm -hmm. just in the day to day, like cash in on that new mercy because that new mercy means that you get to go back to your first love again. And like, there's, there's something to say of like, you don't need to repent every day, you know, but it's like going back, cashing in on that new mercy kind of does mean to like go back to your first love. And when you've experienced a touch of God, you, everything else is really dissatisfying. So if Mm -hmm. you get into this like rut with God, so to speak, that's probably poor language. You try to fill that void with everything else, but it's just so dissatisfying Mm -hmm. because you've experienced God. So it's, it's just, it's interesting that you say that because he just showed me like, I need to go back again, again and again and again, like almost every day. You know, what encourages me about that is I've prayed and the Lord, you know, began to deal with me several years ago that you can't live as being my daughter. You can't live off of my revelation. I'm a Mm. first generation on fire Christian in our family. And you need that firsthand experience. You can't live off mom and dad's experience. Mm-hmm. And that's what I see happening. There's so many people, young people leaving the church. And now mm-hmm. as you're going to college, yeah. I, I'm, I'm thankful that you're going to college with your own. You've tasted God. Yeah. For you to run from him now, you're going to always have this longing to get back right. to your first love because you've experienced him. Mm-hmm. You, you've walked with him. You've had a relationship with him. Yeah. Even though you're young, you've had that firsthand experience. And that's what I would love all, you know, parents need to see Christian parents and grandparents that they're, they need to pray and see their kids come into that firsthand relationship. Now, mm-hmm. I know it's something, no matter what happens to me, you're going to long your whole life. You're going to long and say, 
no matter what anybody says about God, you're going to be able to say he's real. I know mm-hmm. that he still heals. Yeah. I know that he still manifests his present. I know his, his spirit still moves, that that the Holy Spirit is still for today. The gifts of the Spirit are still for today. They're for everyone. Mm-hmm. I've experienced that. And so now now it's like a passing of the baton onto you. It's it's on your shoulders. And yeah. and then now you become the quarterback of the team, so to speak, and <laughs> yeah. I become the coach. And that's that's the it's way cool. the, the, the progression is supposed to take place. Mm-hmm. So um you know, if we, when the church um, pursues revival, it's going to reach the world around it. Like mm. you can't, like I, I question salvation when people aren't hungry to see other people saved. Mm. Wow. Because when we've lost sight of seeing other people come to know God, it means that our personal relationship has grown dim mm-hmm. and cold. Mm. Um, because it should always be a part of us to to want uh, other people to experience what we have. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Paul said he wished everybody around him was like he was, but without the chains of being a prisoner when he was wow. in prison. And so we we should want people to have experienced what we have. Mm-hmm. When the church loses that, when it's just about experience and come experience my church, right. uh, my modernism, my our great uh, come experience our church. I know there's a lot of uh, you know a lot of jokes I guess around about how much we've gotten away from God and, and drawn trying to entice mm-hmm. people with things. Right. You know, there's nothing wrong with having coffee and donuts and refreshments and lights and all that stuff right. and really good music and all that. But it's, it's when we've, when we've gotten rid of the presence of God being first, there is a problem with mm, that. Yeah. So, so true. um, we got to have, again, we got to have revival. Yes. I, I know we're running out of time already, but, um, you know, we've got to, uh, answer the call to work the harvest field. Mm. And so, you know, I wanted to, as we close today and pray, I want to encourage people out there to pursue revival. And again, I, I pray that people all around the world would hear this program and pray with you and I yeah. as a father and a daughter that, 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 that generations out there would pray uh, Psalm 85 and 6 that say, and say, Lord, won't you revive us again so your people yes. may rejoice in you? Mm-hmm. That's the most important part. So today we just thank you, Lord. Yes. I just thank you, Lord, for this time Anna and I have had together on this show. It's such a pleasure. God, revive us. Yes. Lord, um, revive Anna and I again. And revive yes. our family. Revive our churches. Revive our yes. area. Revive America. Revive the nations. Mm-hmm. Lord, you said in Psalm 2, 8, ask and you'll give, us the, you'll give us the nations. We're asking for the nations right now. Yes. And we know there's many, many, many people that are like us that are experiencing a hunger and a draw mm-hmm. to the secret place to pray for revival and to see you revive our land again. And God, we, we know revival will take place. So God, we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Thanks for tuning in today. You can find us at anchorchurch.live. Please let us know you're listening by filling out the digital connection card on our website. Again, that's anchorchurch.live. Remember, stand firm, stay anchored to Jesus, and you will weather any storm.